Tuesday. RawMikeRichards.com, broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto, 234 King Street East, out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up today, we're going to start calling some people out. You heard me. Frauds. You're a goddamn fraud. Could be a player. Could be a team. I'm calling out an entire team. A team over the last 17 years that if you're in their fan base, need a new team. Clearly, you got to get someone better because they don't care. Also, it was a busy day in terms or busy weekend. The Labor Day Classics. Mm. Were they classics? You know what? There were some moments. I think that some of those games were closer than I thought. And if you're a Calgary Stampeder fan, you're sitting there kind of going, what are you guys doing? And then Bo Levi Mitchell has to leave the field, come back with that uh, bionic brace. That didn't look good. In fact, that was just a, a game I thought that probably Edmonton may have been full marks for winning it, to be honest. How about the Montreal Alouettes? Hey. And it ain't Johnny Manziel either. Crazy story. Uh, Hamilton wins, as they usually do. And those games are always freak shows anyway. So the fact that the score ended up being the way it did, not surprising. And the Grey Cup champions are what? Maybe one game officially of not even making the playoffs this year. Just so sad in Toronto. Also, we'll take a look. At, uh, I believe the list now is the what, top 10 goalies. You got it. Top 10 goalies according to NHL.com. That is, I'll tell you what, of the positions to guess upon about how, how you're going to do, I think goalies is really hard. And mm-hmm. it's a specialty position to begin with, right? So you're the only one of that kind on that team. So if someone said, well, what about a quarterback? I said, quarterback to a degree is, is similar. But it's, I would say it's more like trying to say, okay, I can give you, I can give you uh, ten guys or, or five pitchers who are all going to win twenty games. Be careful with that. Mm. Maybe on paper, they look like it. Maybe their team looks like. But I find Dave with specialty positions, it's a lot harder than when you're playing, like with a team. So regular shifts or or in basketball, then you're on the court, you're you're on there for I don't know thirty minutes plus. Um, different positions in those sports allow themselves to you're kind of playing with other guys. But when it's a singular specialty position, I can look at it and say, well, I believe that, you know, Braden Holtby is going to play a certain way or or Pekka Rene. But but as we know, injury being one of them. Yep. Maybe the first and foremost. Um, So so do I see someone out of the blue having some miracle season? That's even harder to do depending on how you view what is out of the blue. Like, if, if Murray has a great season, is that really out of the blue? Probably isn't. No, probably isn't. And, uh, and yeah. Like Martin Jones. Martin Jones ha- or, 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 or John uh, Gibson. Uh, well, John Gibson's part of that top ten. But the, the example I'll give is this, and uh, it's one that Leaf fans will probably like. Uh, Fred Anderson is a top ten goaltender behind one of the worst defenses in hockey. That's that's a compliment to how good Fred Anderson is. Now, if Fred Anderson moves to, oh, I don't know, the Tampa Bay style of defense or what Nashville has for their top six or what the Winnipeg Jets have for that top six, does he elevate into a top five? Maybe. 
or maybe we find out how good Fred Anderson really is because it it works both ways. You it does. Have that argument it totally on does. Both ways of the street, right? But for what he's done so far as a member of the Maple Leafs, and I know this city blows it way out of proportion, calling him a Vesna Trophy winner, and whoever has said that is borderline stupid. Fred Anderson is still a pretty good goalie. While there were some uh, magical things that happened on the weekend, the mind wanders, goes into different different depths. As you can imagine, this mind, what do you think I did on the weekend? Did I gamble on football? Absolutely. Was I imagining myself that I played on some of those college teams and it was me? I'm going to say yes. You can bet on that. Yeah. You can take that one to the bank. Was I stealing A.J. McCarron's uh, wife? Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and Brent Mutzberger, you were not creepy for saying that if you're in Alabama, you start throwing a football because then you get Catherine Webb. That is just men's math. So get off his back. And then the other things that I was doing on the weekend, well, I was tricking squirrels. Oh, yes. Oh, crafty that they are. You know the bird feeders? The bird feeders? Well, I read somewhere because the squirrels kept climbing up the thing and getting all the seeds from the good birds. And you know who you are, the good birds, the cardinals, the blue jays, even the little chickadees. Those and, other they li- and, they, and they listen to the show. Oh, yeah. huge fans of the show. But mm. the squirrels, no, not as much. So you put Vaseline on the actual uh, bird feeder pole. And this is how I amuse myself this weekend. Let's have a look. There's the backyard that has the... Come on, squirrely. It's too tempting. Those delicious seeds. Dangling sweetly above your head. Just try the pole, my friend. Try it. (laughs) 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 Richard's one. Squirrel's nothing. Yeah, there you go. See? That's what I did. Does the squirrel come back? They they try to. They are little buggers. Like yeah, they, I mean, they're relentless. They, right? they go up into the taller trees yeah. and they hurl themselves oh, and try to, you know, good, yeah, WWE move. And but wing wing, and they can't hold on because they got Vaseline no, no, all over no, it. No, no, yeah. Oh yeah, you set up drinks, Ryan Gingers, and watch you that for a couple there. of hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm cutting the cord, right? Don't eat TV. I got squirrels. <laughs> You're watching rawmikerichards.com, either on the uh, dedicated YouTube channel or or on the website itself. Subscribe, as we see that uh, you are doing. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, uh, college football, we'll get to uh, some comments, not surprisingly, made by uh, Nick Saban that uh, a lot of people weren't real big on. He was nasty to a reporter. Mm. It's not the first time, and trust me, it won't be the last time. He's tried to backtrack a little bit, but that should last about an hour. When you're a college coach at one of the, if not the nation's biggest program, so you're coaching the in the SEC, or you know you're the you're Chip Kelly at UCLA, you know you're you're the head coach in one of these major programs. You are one step away at times to just being God. You just have the power of God, which is why in years gone by, so many of these coaches have literally got away with murder. This is where the problem comes in because they're literally more powerful than the governor. Saban would certainly be in that category. So we'll we'll take a look at that. But I guess uh, we'll also uh, take a look, as we mentioned before, uh, Labor Day. Uh, You had uh, some surprising games, and I think for the Calgary Stampeders, they kind of got away with one, the scariest issue. And players were dropping, Dave, all over the place. It started to look like one of those cheesy Civil War reenactment loser things have you seen those i have not yeah i'm aware of them i just can't go to it to see stan pretend that he's uh some 
lieutenant colonel or whatever in Kentucky, and he's wearing like Nikes and has like a watch on, and he's yeah, got his iPhone, quite got his iPhone stand. Honestly, really, you know who does that a lot? Who? Coach Frank. Oh, was he a big Civil War yeah, reenactment big. guy? Didn't see yeah, that coming. And I, and I said, Frank, you're wearing your Apple Watch. They didn't. They didn't have that back in the Civil War. And he's like, shut up, Dave. Yeah, I didn't realize a lot of Italians in the. Yeah. In the okay, there must have been. Mm. Uh, but for Bo Levi Mitchell, he talks about uh, with uh, Jermaine Franklin from uh, TSN, so property of uh, Bell. But um, do you like the headband? Let's let's have let's have a, a listen because, of course, we still at this point really don't know the severity of what's going on with uh, Bo's leg. Well, Bo, it wasn't pretty, but you guys pulled off their seventh straight Labor Day Classic win. Uh, how would you describe the game? Yeah, gritty, man. I mean, that's what these games are. They always have been. Uh, like I said, no matter what these records are, um, the Santanias always play the game tight. Uh, we, we knew it was probably going to come down to a field goal, you know, especially we lost KJ there. Got some guys banged up today, man, but that's what this football is, and uh, that's, that's playoff football too, so I'm glad we're starting to play like that. Yeah, the privilege of being on the sideline, saw some of the things that you guys had to go through, including yourself. How are you feeling with your knee? I'm good, man. It's going to, like I said, you got to take my leg off to get me out of this game. Um, I know it's probably not the smartest thing to go back in, but I'm, I'm always going to fight for my team. And until the point where I can't play, I'm going back out there to try and help get a win. Well, that is uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. And again, people are like, good. Put the brace on, get out there. Now, Arbuckle, who's the uh, backup, but you get in one of these situations, and we saw it a lot in the NFL last year, Dave. You're if the second guy isn't really capable of coming in, you're in big trouble. I don't care what league you're in. Mm. Uh, quarterbacks just do not uh, grow on trees. You're going to see a lot of them in the NFL this year. A lot of guys who are looking for either a great second year or they're, you know, like if you're Patrick Mahomes, you know, what are you going to do in Kansas City? But in the CFL, sometimes, you know, just because of the nature of the game, how many games they play, like literally, who is your second guy? And uh, I think for the Calgary Stampeders, they're hoping that they don't go to our buckle. Not that. You know, He's not of some stuff, but you have to have to realize that there's a pretty big drop off between Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell and Nick Arbuckle. His yeah. his his record, his wins, his passing, like he's going to end up ha- having almost every record. Yeah, well, people really is. I mean, quietly has become literally in terms of stats. He passed Henry Burris. He he's passed Doug Flutie. Like it's it's weird, but he has been that good. Yeah, he has. And uh, it was funny too because at the start of the game there was a little bit of a talking. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, matchup between uh, Don Jackson and a member of the Edmonton Eskimos. And Jackson almost seemed like he came out of it for the worst because he, he had that big fumble that cost them uh, probably points. Um, a little bit later on in another drive, he dropped an outlet pass that he basically had 15 yards to go for a touchdown. And this is one of their top guys. He, he ran for 115 yards and, and has been a very good running back for the team all season long. But uh, they squeezed it out. I, I thought it was going to be a close game to begin with. But uh, you know what? There's a pretty good argument to be made in Edmonton this morning if you're you know, reviewing what you saw the day before. Uh, that should have been their win. Yeah, it should have been. I mean, they were full marks probably in, in winning it. So uh, the return game, also harder to win. Very. For whatever reason that's going to be. Uh, you know, we'll get to some questions in uh, Winnipeg, what they do back uh, on the other side, because I think they have to look at it. We'll talk about uh, Chris uh, Streveler and just, you know. you know, And back to the headband. Are you yeah. yay or nay with the headband? Nay, completely no. I'm completely nay. I, I don't know if it's because I saw Matt Nichols with it and he – He's starting to piss me off just when I look at him. It's just, but I don't. I don't like the look. No, 
Kelly you, Rudy, right? Did, yeah. Did you and like we, it? Did and I know like Kelly it? Rudy. I like his Kelly. Yeah. No. I, I didn't. I, I was gonna say, did you like the Kelly Rudy look when he took off the old Jofa and he had the head? It's like I don't know if I, I like told, that either. No. Bad. Okay. Bad is there, Kelly is there, Rudy. Is there anybody in sport that has worn a headband outside of John McEnroe I'm, and you've sat there and you went, okay, I like that. Yeah. Bjorn Borg. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so on the same premise when, of John McEnroe. Yeah. So so and we're also talking the seventies. Yes. You know. So, so a while ago, I know. Which means you could be watching Room Two Twenty Two or or uh, or Mod Squad, right? I mean, uh, so headbands probably not that, as they'd say, far out. Far out. But now, don't just. Oh, you, you know what? I'll remember pull- when Rob Johnson used to wear that thing? Yeah, that looks stupid. You know who I liked in a headband though, because he used to mock the uh, the commissioner of the NFL at that time, uh, Jim McMahon. Chicago oh, Bears. Oh, yeah, he did that. I, yeah, he did but that. I like Jim McMahon in general, yeah. so I, I I thought that was great. Jim McMahon, one of the all time pricks oh, of all time, big time, and typical of BYU guys. If they were playing their grandmother in tennis, <laughs> they would be smoking those serves, making these cross court shots. That's BYU. Sorry, but it's true. Uh, but we'll get to uh, Strebler, who, by the way, you know, yeah. when you talk to anyone from South Dakota, uh, not. Not South Dakota State. That's the Jackrabbits. We're talking about the Coyotes. Uh, really remarkable uh, how he's revered uh, mm. there. But just before we get to uh, some more football, something weird, and I didn't realize, you know, Brian Glennie, it was his birthday. I don't even know how old Brian Glennie was. I'm not even sure how old. He was known for, like, what, when I say Brian Glennie, or do you ha- really not have a, I don't have a, a recollection yeah, great? I, I know the name, of course. It was the hip check. Yes, uh, but I don't I don't have a memory. Yeah, we'd say, oh, yeah, the Brian Glennie hip check. Well, Lanny McDonald, our good friend Lanny, hopefully he's listening, because you'll, you'll be hearing this, obviously, uh, right now here on the fan. What did it say? The Sportsnet, the Fan 960. Yeah, you got that's, it. Yeah, that's how you say I it I think now. you're ready to that's go. That's how you say it. You got it. Well, you've got uh, Lanny McDonald and Brian Glennie in a famous, it was a, it was a hungry man dinner. And we thought this was a pretty. This is before people worried about their brand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, brand wasn't a big thing. But uh, are, you, are we not? We don't have this. It uh, should be right there, starred, I believe. It was from uh, the 1970s, and it was a classic. Now, I don't believe Lanny had any uh, uh, training at this point, acting training, because uh, boy, I got to tell you, the acting in this ad is fantastic. When Brian gets hungry, he goes wild. So I tame my big appetite with a Swanson Hungry Man dinner. A man-sized meal with extra meat and all the fixings. The second helping's built right in. I'm just a meat and potatoes man myself. Then dig into a Hungry Man entree. Just meat and potatoes, but big on the meat. Swanson Hungry Man dinners and entrees are enough to turn a wild man into a pussycat. Meow. That's tremendous acting, Lanny. Do you have, <laughs> Lanny, do you have anything to save yourself? Did you get a lot of money for that? But well, we got a couple of dinners out of it. How Canadian is that? Very. First of all, all the fixins. Well, what restaurant do you? I mean, that's how I choose my where I go. By the way, if they have something comes with all the fixins and meat and potatoes, <laughs> meat and potatoes. <laughs> that was classic you're watching raw mike you're also watching it on the dedicated youtube channel make sure you subscribe don't miss a thing and we just talked about uh the bombers maybe what they might want to do chris Treveller, mm. like the moment that he came out this season because i obviously didn't know a whole bunch uh, about him you know when you're playing south dakota you know you're, you're probably not glued to it it's not obviously one of the, of the 
of the bigger televised schools, certainly nationally, NCAA. But they play, I mean, you talk about that area, North Dakota, North Dakota State. There's a lot of good football down there. And with Chris Strebler, he, and I was watching, because the game coming up uh, this past weekend in uh, college football, it was South Dakota and Kansas State, which over the years has been a televised program. And they were given a ton of points. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take South Dakota. Two late touchdowns. And Kansas State edges out South Dakota 27-24, so it was an easy cover. Remember, that's the big thing. No one cares about your favorite team. No one cares that you cheer for someone, that your room is in those colors, that you have pajamas. Win your bet. That's what they did. And by the way, the Strebler fan said not only was he good, they think he's probably one of the, if not the best quarterback they've ever had in the history of their program. And for Bomber fans, they're hoping that maybe they see more of this. On second and eight, play action fake. Strebler with time, passing to the left for Brooks. He's got it at the 35 and tackled from behind at the 30-yard line. Seven of 14 against Youngstown State last week. Strebler toward the end zone for Van Ruckel. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown, South Dakota. Here's the handoff to Booker. And Booker has some running room at the 30. Outside, he gets to the 25, 20, 15, and finally ridden down. The snap, the place, and... They're playing Indiana State, by the way. Right through and good. And Strebler with a rollout. Now will come back, and he's looking long for BBR. He's got it. He's at the five. Touchdown! Touchdown, South Dakota. This guy's big, eh? He's just... uh, Hand it off to Booker in the trench against... He wouldn't care about the tackles. Coyotes lead, 14-6. Hand off, Plett again. Straight ahead, first down and more. And he's still turning up to the 35-yard line. See, physically, he's also a, a bigger guy. And That's I think... Uh, pass over the middle, and it's caught by Larkin, but not for much. Strebler from an empty backfield to throw again. Looking toward the end zone for Case. He's got it! Touchdown! Touchdown, South Dakota! A 35-yard touchdown pass. No, granted. Yeah, there's ooh, the sound of the coyote. Thank you. Yeah, Russell was, was wondering why I was doing yeah. that. This is um, hopefully what the Bomber fans are going to see now. At some point, Michael O'Shea, I get why he's protecting his starter. It's kind of how that works in almost any league or supposed to. So I do appreciate that there is that kind of loyalty. But at some point, it's going to be about wins. And playing Saskatchewan, I think you need every kind of advantage you can get. And I, I think the fact that they haven't seen a ton of Streveler might be the right thing to do. Does he get a start, or do they start Nichols again next week? Uh, Nichols starts again next week, but this might be the last uh, the last time he does start, or, or at least the last time he starts until they make that quarterback change. The Bombers are in some trouble right now as far as the playoffs are concerned in the West. Uh, the only thing that's kind of propping them up is, and, and this might be the best move for them as well, but I don't think anybody will ever admit that, if they finish fourth in in the West, uh, they could still cross over because they do have a better record than Toronto and Montreal. And I like the Bombers to do a hell of a lot better in the East than they do in the West, especially since the, you'd have to go past Calgary, Saskatchewan, Edmonton. That'd be a lot tougher road to travel. So uh, I'm kind of curious to see what happens this weekend. I think they split the series with Saskatchewan. That's been the case the last three years. You lose in Saskatchewan, you win in Winnipeg, and you move on with week number 14 after that. So uh, we'll have to see. But if they do get swept by the Rough Riders, 
there will be a quarterback change because something has to be done sooner than later if they fall into a four-game losing streak. I also said uh, on Twitter that I was going to talk about frauds. So either a player that's overrated, player that, that is considered to be, again, better than, than what he is, and, and that also goes for franchises and teams as well. So I don't know why it was occurring to me because we have the kickoff of the NFL. It's Thursday night's the first one. Thursday nights, yep. Now, have you done a, a review for a Sports Interaction? And by the way, Rusty, if you can find how people join up that uh, video that we ran, we're going we're gonna to play that probably all week so you can cash in on Sports Interaction giving you up to $200 of your initial deposit. So you put in 200 it's going to be 400 Is there a better time, seriously? Right before uh, the NFL to do that, so we'll we'll get to that uh, uh, that how to in just uh, in just moments. But Dave, uh, looking at this coming up, uh, you know, obviously, in in your back uh, on the uh, the Sportsnet uh, radio network, yeah, across the radio network, across yeah. Western Canada, of course, in Calgary and Vancouver, in Toronto, uh, and yes, uh, Sunday mornings at ten o'clock Eastern, uh, eight o'clock. Mountain time, which is the better time of the two. Uh, this Thursday, right now, Eagles are home to the Falcons. We know that Nick Foles will start for the Eagles, and we know that the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites. There has been some talk by kickoff. That number could bulge up to three. Wait until that time if you're going to go on the Falcons like I am right now. Uh, so looking at what I consider, and I, once again, I'll use the term frauds if you're a Miami Dolphin fan why why are you a fan of a team that clearly either doesn't care which is hard to do when it's a multi-billion dollar industry when you're in the NFL Mm -hmm. are your people really not that good at recognizing talent like where where do you say to your fan base that we want to win not just make a, a you know a wild card playoff. I mean, it, you're you're either in it to win it or you're not in it at all. And if you're a Dolphin fan, man, I, I I don't know why you would be. And so I thought, just how futile has it been since since the Dan Marino era, for instance? So I went back to 2001. So in 2001, they lose in a wild card to the Ravens, uh, 20 to three. The record that year was 11 and 5. The next time they make a wild card playoff is seven years later. The record in that time, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 4 and 12, 9 and 7, 6 and 10, and 1 in 15. 2008, wild card playoff, they lose to the Ravens once again, 27 to 9. That was 2008. Skip ahead, they don't get back into 2016. So another eight years goes by. Where they're seven and nine, seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight, six and ten. They're ten and six, and they make it to a wild card, and they lose to the Steelers, uh, 30-12. And of course, we're coming up to twenty eighteen. So you're telling me in seventeen years, the best you have done is losing in three wild card playoff games with abysmal records. And who who is the talent that you have brought in? To make your team better. You want to hear it? Okay, let's hear this. And I know Cleo Lemon's going to be one of them. Yeah, you got it. Since Dan Marino, Jay Fiedler, four seasons, four and a half seasons, Gus Farratt, Dante Culpepper, Trent Green, Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Ryan Tannenhill, Mike Moore, Tyler Thigpen, uh, John Beck, Cleo Lemon, Joey Harrington, 
Sage Rosenfeld, AJ Feely, Brian Greasy, Ray Lucas, Damon Heward, and of course Craig the Man Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's his nickname, but yeah, it's gonna get, if he was a wrestler, maybe maybe Craig, get Craig the man. But that to me is literally uh, inexcusable. As Russell would say, "Terrible," because yeah, he's good with French and the ladies. But honestly, why why would you continue? Now, do you have a fraud? Because that that's my fraud that, as a team. As a team, yeah, Well, if you're staying in the same state. I'll say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers okay. are pretty fraudulent just because they seem to get their stuff in order and then all of a sudden they fade off. They've won their Super Bowl in 2003, and since that time, they've changed what was a decent uniform into maybe the worst uniform in sport, and they seem to have problems actually putting talent on the field where you have everything going for you, decent ownership, a nice field, you're playing in Tampa Bay. Who doesn't want to live oh, in Tampa Bay? Every, everybody. And that's the garbage that they have to see. I think the best part about living in Tampa Bay might be the Pirate Festival, and that's pretty sad. Mike, back to you. Yeah. And Hall of Famer Alex is going, yeah, I know. Yeah, Alex, but think about it. You're, your favorite football team is, is the Tampa Bay. Uh, I was going to say that. Forget it. I'm not going to say the Buccaneers. I was going to say something else uh, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to clean it up. I'm trying to be a better person. I know it won't work, but but the Philadelphia 76ers, and that's previous to getting like the top ten best players in the last ten years that they, they've been. He he's been a 76ers and a Buccaneers been fan. A Buccaneers fan forever. Like that's just heavy yeah. drinking right there. And that's he's big time. And Russian. He's Russian in his background. So or so he says. So Ted Nisbet yeah. on our live uh, Twitter feed uh, worldwide at RonMikeRiches.com. I was a Dolphins fan as a kid, but then I grew up. Yeah, but here's the thing. And and when someone says they're a Dolphin fan, I can guess how old they are, Bingo. because they're going back to to a different greasy. Bingo. They're going back to uh, you know the, the the Don Shula, you know, kick and and. And Larry Zonka, and you know, just the the undefeated era, a, a time where like it was it was not fun to play the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. They were they were they were a level of excellence that that was still uh, revered today. Do you know still when people don't go undefeated and break their record, they still pop champagne? Uh, that's a lot of champagne. But don't and pretty annoying. Too. But don't you think? All right, guys. Yeah. It was in the early seventies. <laughs> Might want to give it up. I don't know. Like when it looked like New England was going to do it, and they and then they didn't do it. You know, they're still popping champagne. I guess it's something to hold on to. I but guess, I gotta yeah. be honest, Miami. Maybe that that's the only thing you got because I I just don't understand what they uh, what they're doing there. Uh, you're watching RawMikeRichards.com or on the dedicated YouTube channel right now. We mentioned with the NFL coming up, this is the time that you want to get with sports interaction. Uh, obviously, our sponsor and our partner. Uh, they have the best deal. So you know, people are always wondering, well, how do I do this? So for those of you watching, this is a, as a, a, like a PSA. Here's, here's a way in which to show you a how-to on how Sports Interaction wants to give you money. Here's Russell Graham. Russell Graham doesn't have a girlfriend. But he can have a SportsInteraction.com account. Right you are, Dave. Here's Russell going to the site. It's so simple, even Russell can do it. And he's mentally challenged. But he will need some help. Look at him filling it out. It's that easy and fun to do. 
But Russell's thinking to himself, how do I get that money? How do I get the up to $200? Here's how. You simply go to the drop-down menu. Look at Russell and the fun he's having. So what if his mother's knocking outside his door? This time it's not about magazines. It's this. He clicks on Raw Mike Richards and any wager up to $200, Sports Interaction will match it. It's that simple. That money is yours. From Sports Interaction and RawMikeRichards.com. Wow, look at that. That's, uh, that's better acting than Lanny did. That's really good. That's right up there. Lanny's probably jealous now going, I, I never was able to act like Richards. <laughs> that that yeah. Lanny talks? Well, you know, it's like, he sounds a little bit like uh, Marge Simpson. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. By the way, um, if we're talking about uh, Calgary and and their team uh, that they're going to ice this year, yes. Um, you know, Mike Smith was uh, like excellent before he got hurt. He Very. came back not as excellent. Are, are, are we expecting him to have uh, a season if we're if we're looking at goalies? Because I honestly, I don't know. I couldn't. Say, I, I like him. Look, I've always liked so. the guy. I think so. I think Mike Smith is more than capable of coming back to where he was. Uh, he started off a little bit slow. Had a really good year until he got injured near the end uh we do have some uh breaking calgary flame news from this morning uh jeff glass has signed a professional tryout contract with the calgary flames a depth goaltender will challenge for the backup spot likely not to win that spot but nonetheless the flames will use him in the american hockey league and he could be recalled he could be there just in case there is another injury spent some time with the chicago blackhawks last year He's already 32 years old and a, and a seasoned veteran goaltender that does have uh, some uh, world junior experience back in the day. Oh, because yeah. but the, that, was a, that was a big deal back I then. I was going to say a lot of people forget about that, but Jeff Class was part of that Sidney Crosby world junior team where everybody was awesome on the team except the goaltenders. <laughs> I'm just saying, just the truth. Just the truth. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that's why I said, you know, trying to predict – you know, goaltending. So, uh, according to uh, NHL.com, they came out with their with their list once again. What do you think? How, how, how did they fare? I think you. What is it? You the centers is what you ripped apart of the right wing. I'm trying to remember which one. Centers is what I ripped apart. Right wing wasn't bad. They made a couple mistakes. Goaltender looks like this in the top ten. Let's start off at number ten with John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, could be higher if he puts together healthy seasons. That's been a concern with John Gibson ever since he entered totally. the NHL. Playing a regular 65 to 70 games like a true starter, he could be a lot higher. Fred Anderson comes in at number nine for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, has played very well in front of a defense that is very American Hockey League-ish. Tuka Rask at number eight uh, is uh, is kind of an aging goaltender now. It's kind of funny to hear an aging goaltender because I still remember Tukaras being drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs and then then giving up prospect Tukaras to the Boston Bruins to some guy named Andrew Raycroft in which is one of the best trades in Toronto Maple Leafs history. You know, you, you tend to bring that up from time to time, I notice. I do. <laughs> At number seven, the defending Vesna Trophy candidate and winner Pekarene, who will not win it ever again, especially after what he did in Game 7 against the Winnipeg Jets in the Western Conference semifinals. Marc-Andre Fleury has had an awesome bounce back from a career in Pittsburgh where he was the backup the last number of years. He's played very well in Vegas. He comes in at number 6. I don't know if he can do it again, Mike. I, I'm not saying that he's... I think it would be very difficult. Like I'm, I'm with you on this one, and I like him that. too. 
to duplicate that yeah. would be tough. Jonathan Quick at number five, which makes a lot of sense. This is a very good goaltender. Health has been an issue with Jonathan Quick as well. The Kings are looking pretty decent this year. They've stocked up on some free agents. They've made some trades. I wonder if the Kings make that jump into top three in the Pacific. Jonathan Quick will have everything to do with it. At number four is Connor Hallerbuck. A lot of people will sit there and say, well, he's had one good season. Let's not forget, this guy has 200 NHL games under his belt. Last year was his breakout season, and damn, was it a good breakout season. He is now now the all-time leader in a single season for American goalies in wins in the history of the game. That's how good he's been. At number three, here's my first problem with the list because I could juggle some of these before, but here's my first problem. Andre Vasilevsky at number three. I, I think that's uh that almost seems like one of those picks that they make because it's the sexy one, it's the, it's the current one, it's the one that, you know, a really small sample size. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not putting him ahead of Alibach. And he is playing behind a steel curtain type defense, maybe the best defense in the NHL. For sure it is going to be this year with some of the new, uh, new pickups the uh, Lightning have made. If the Lightning don't win the Atlantic Division, there should be an investigation, and Andre Vasilevsky will not have to be great for them to win. If 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 Halibut plays for Tampa Bay, does Tampa Bay get by Washington? Yes, I think they. I, I, that's yeah, that's. I think they do. That's the test to me. And I'll also say, speaking of Washington, Braden Holtby, Stanley Cup champion, Braden Holtby. There's going to be some that sit there and argue: Is he number one? In my opinion, I think he is. Fantasy-wise, though, and a lot of people will be picking this, Sergei Vrabovsky of the uh, of the Columbus Blue Jackets, a lot of shutouts. He'll play 70 games. He'll get in a really good goals against. He has the sexy numbers to put him at number one. The surprising goaltender that's not on this list is maybe the world's greatest goaltender when he's healthy, and we're talking about Carey Price. Can he have a bounce-back season, a healthy bounce-back season with the Canadians? I think he can, but what he's playing in front of is is borderline terrible. Uh, I think Montreal in, is a lottery pick, to tell you the honest truth. In French, the word is nailed. Yeah, that, that yeah. is exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Russell's been talking to you, too, oh, before yeah. the show. So that's the only surprise I have there. I like maybe Carey Price would be a little more respected considering he's Canada's best goaltender. And if there was an Olympic Games yesterday, he would have been part of it. But there's starting to be that argument that Brayden Holtby might be the guy that is pushing Carey Price. And you know what? If I'm sitting there in a Canadian net and I have Carey Price, Brayden Holtby, one and two on my team, I think we're looking pretty good as far as uh, capturing another gold medal. That's another story for another time. That's your top ten on NHL.com. Goaltenders. And uh, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow we'll break down some of their top 50s because there's a lot of top 50 lists coming up of players altogether. Best top 50 players goalies, forwards, defensemen, everything. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I also think that, you know, when you start talking about uh, Tuka Rask, you know, last year was, it's strange to say this, but it was a bit of a bounce back year for him a little bit. Like, he, he certainly had a much better year, but I think when you start talking about goaltending and who's playing at what level, again, it, it goes back to the specialty uh, sort of position that they play, the singular position that they play on that team, and it's injuries. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, football, Aaron Rodgers goes down, well, if Huntley comes in, uh, good luck. I mean, you you really got to sort of be careful on who you think is going to have a strong year. If I'm looking at, and I have to put it this way, a track record of health, which is why I think Brayton Holtby hasn't had necessarily some of the big 
physical, uh, I guess, questions or, or injuries in his career so far. I mean, he hasn't been injury-free. But I think if I'm looking at these guys and some of that longevity, you have to you have to equate into how many times are they going to play. John Gibson, since he came from uh, the Kitchener Rangers, and we saw him play in the World Juniors, to me, he looked like just that kind of stud goalie that at some point, if he goes to the right team, well, both Dave and I predicted that he would be holding a lot of hardware, but he just hasn't played enough. Nope. He just hasn't been healthy enough. Yeah, and it's interesting. We'll see what Braden Holby does this year because it's funny. He wins the Stanley Cup last year, and uh, during the regular season itself may have been his worst regular season as a starter because he lost his job to Philip Grubauer. And a lot of you know a lot of people forget this, but Philip Grubauer is the guy that started in Game 1 and Game 2 of this year's Cup playoffs and lost the job. Holtby took over and turned into the Holtby we saw him two years ago. This year, he doesn't have that Philip Grubauer behind him. He has Phoenix Copley, who is a, a young goaltender. He's, I don't know if he's considered a rookie, but he, if he plays more than 15 to 20 games, there's problems in Washington because it should be Braden Holtby's 70-plus games. He'll play Marty Brodeur-like time, but uh, we'll see if he can continue that uh, Stanley Cup uh, non-hangover because a lot of people sit there and say, do they have a hangover? Yeah. Do they have a yeah. hangover? Yeah. We'll see what he can do this year with uh, with not so much protection behind him. I also think too, if you're if you're looking at Mark Andre Fleury and what he do by the numbers, well then then you have to again put into the equation that you believe somehow that the Vegas Knights are going to do the same thing they did last year, or at least even remotely close to it. I I just don't see that happening two years in a row. Oh, I don't either. I I, I could sit there and tell you right now, and I know a lot of people are going to laugh because they know where I'm coming from. I could see them not making the playoffs. See, I still think that they're they're probably a bubble team. I I think that you know if we're talking about the, the bottom two wild card, I, I I don't know how far they drop, but it would almost be shocking if they if they fell right out of it. It it could be, but the, the but people are expecting that. See, that's how angry people. Yeah, bitter people. Yeah, that, I, I'd fit into that category. I, I'm I'm I'll admit that I'll, yeah, I'll admit that. Anything. See, the other thing too is what they have going against them is how strong the Central Division is because realistically, the Central Division might house five playoff teams. So if you're not top three in the Pacific, and you know you sit there and you go, okay, well, San Jose Sharks are, are they a lock? Probably. The Anaheim Ducks are they a lock? I think so. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you go. The Flames have an argument. The Oilers have to have a bounce back that a lot of people thought they were going to have. Last year, a lot of people, don't forget this, last year at this time, a lot of people were thinking Edmonton Oilers Western Conference I know I did. I did. So don't sit there and sit there and go, oh, Edmonton. no, Edmonton's not going to suck this year. Calgary's not going to suck this year. Vegas isn't going to crap the bed. And then there's Washington again. Washington signing some pretty good free agents. Remember, Mr. Russia comes over and signs. He signs with the Los Angeles Kings. They have Jonathan Quick as well. I, I think there's a dogfight for that top three spots. Is there going to be a fourth spot? I don't think so. All five playoff spots are going to the Central Division, including the two wild cards. And the Pacific will be very tough just to get into that three. And uh, may the best three win, right? See, I, getting back to, and we talked about uh, Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I'm looking at Kucherov, who was all world to me. Like, he, mm -hmm. he really was fantastic. Did they fall off this year? Did they drop down or are they still in that? If we're seeing top three in the, in the East, is Toronto in the top three? I'm going to say borderline three. Now, you're talking conference. 
I'm yes. Gonna, yes. I'm going to say. Conference. I'm going to say. Going back to your Tampa conversation, I think Tampa Bay wins the Atlantic. I think Toronto is in the number two spot. Number two spot overall in the conference, pretty damn close. I think they fall into the two three, but that doesn't really make much of a difference because uh, your one seeds get your get your buy. So you'll have your Metropolitan Division champion Pittsburgh Penguins, and you'll have your Atlantic Division champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and then you'll have you know uh, Toronto. Toronto will have home ice advantage for the first round of the playoffs, and then they're going to have that ultimate showdown with Tampa Bay, which features good goaltending. Excellent defense on one side, piss poor defense on the other side, and awesome, awesome offense on both sides of the ice. So we're basically saying, I mean, you know, to 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 be blunt about it, you're expecting a, well, you can't call them the Edmonton Oilers of that era, but you're expecting those kinds of games where you win what six five. I'm expecting more of that than not. Yeah, if if you want to play, if you want to play sports interaction wise, you're going to be playing a lot of overs yeah. with the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're going to score them and they're going to let them in. Russell, uh, you know this is your opportunity. We we go to the Russ cam. I know that you have been practicing uh, at being a better uh, orator to be better on the air. He's Great been, to have you I, back. I yeah. think he's been doing well. Yeah, yeah. He's been, what do you think? Are, are we looking at you know games that on average? You, you know, when you start talking about sports interaction in totals, five and a half used to be kind of the norm. They're going to be sixes. Now they're sixes. I've seen six and a halves. Are we looking at that on a regular basis for the Maple Leafs? You as a Leaf fan. I would say more often than not, but I'm more on the side that their defense oh, can use improvements, but only 10 teams in the leagues had less goals scored up they were in the top 10 for goals against and their defense hasn't changed that much that's with a Zaitsev who was injured or sick all season I think Travis Dermott is much better than a guy like Roman Polak to have all season uh Ron they're Hain- not Ron Hainsey's back I don't think Ron Connor, Hains- Connor Carrick is back yeah but <sighs> I don't think they will be they're not going to be great. Don't get me wrong. I would love for the defense to improve, and I don't think this is the defense they'll have going into the playoffs. I, I, I think don't know if you. Move at the I don't deadline. know if you noticed, Russell, because you're so excited that you're on the microphone. But there was a lot of moaning. <laughs> there was a lot of moaning and groaning over here while you were speaking. Was that was that unnerving for you? Uh, <laughs> I think he's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> See, the other thing, the other thing, uh, just adding on to Russell's point, the other thing is they they sit there and they talk about how they were tent. They're playing against arguably the biggest pile of garbage division in the NHL. They have Tampa, Boston, and Toronto, and that's it. You get to play Detroit. You get to play Buffalo. You get to play Montreal. You get to play Ottawa. These are some of the bottom feeders in sport, not only in the league in sport. God, if they don't finish in the top three, uh, playing half the schedule, I think that would be an embarrassment to any one of those top three teams. So Montreal's a lottery team. Lottery team, yes. Ottawa's a lottery team. And yes, the Avalanche are sitting there smiling because it's not even Ottawa's pick, you losers. With your loser trade during the regular season for your loser team. Loser city, too. Yeah, losers. Anyway, so you sit there and you go, (laughs) Buffalo's not going to be a lottery team, but Buffalo's going to flirt with lotteriness. I know that's not a name, but yeah. it is today. Okay, let's talk about lotteriness. 
Who's who also is is flirting with lottery? What about the Vancouver Canucks? Vancouver Canucks yeah. should put that on their jersey. Change it to Lottery City. They should. They should put OLG logos on their <laughs> on their jerseys, <laughs> thinking that they are sponsored. But no, really, they're a lottery team. BCLC or whatever it's called out there. WCLC. I don't yeah, know it is that. different, isn't yeah, it? They're, because they're there's different. Western Canadian, then there's the BC, and then there's the OLG, yeah. and yeah. Whatever. It's hard to play ProLine up there. But then again, why are we playing ProLine? Because yeah, you don't so you have to, to anymore. Sports interaction yeah. because you get a hell of a lot better numbers. And all those losers out there, by the way, speaking of losers, all the losers out there that are tweeting me their ProLine picks, I, I sit there and I and I go, okay, you, you bet five games and you won. You won your $200. But if you actually break down the odds, you probably could have won $500 yeah. on those same five bets on Sports Interaction. So get into 2018 and get some real numbers. And get some numbers that actually change with the times. Not the cement head garbage that you get fed for the government. I mean, do I have to teach how to drive a car too? I mean, there's so many different options. Go to the option that's going to pay you the most and the easiest. You could sit on your ass at home and play on Sports Interaction on your phone or on your laptop and get the best numbers rather than going to Mac and talking to okay i'm not going to say that but but nonetheless <laughs> yeah. you're going to get garbage when you go to the store and waste your time don't waste your time see and people listening uh, here today especially on sportsnet the fan 960 yeah you saw how often that i won and i won the big one obviously the first year it's out there's like oh, yeah. $21,000 I, I used to play that too yeah, back okay. when they never had everything okay, i just so you know i haven't played proline in 8 years people are like what you're the king yeah but I realized I was the king at winning numbers and money that was so stacked against me. It's a miracle that I won it all. Bingo. So when we start talking about sports interaction, this is why I'm saying, you know, you might as well join something that there's more money, the odds are better, you can stay at home, yet you don't have to go down to 7-Eleven or Max or what is that, Circle K or whatever that yeah. new one is. Or, or Russell's favorite, Piggly Wigglies. Piggly Wiggly. Oh, God, I love the Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. they they got to have more of those throughout Canada, yeah. not just in certain uh, places. Yeah, so you know, guess what? I will be pushing this. So you're going to hear it. Uh, obviously, a business partner, but at the same time, I want you to win. I want to I see you with cash. So before the NFL gets here, we already played it once today. Well, we'll probably do it uh, throughout the week so you know how to do this because they're going to give you up to $200 back. I mean, did ProLine ever do that? I'm sorry, I don't remember the OLG or the WCLC. I don't recall them saying, hey, if you put down 50 bucks, we'll give you another 50. That never happened. Ever. So don't, uh, so, so listen, you know that I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always honest with you. I don't play ProLine anymore. I haven't for eight years because there's no reason to do that. And here's the other thing. You can live in play so you know you, you, a couple of teams start sucking. Make, a, make up a new one. Just Fair make enough. up a new one as it as it continues. I in went, play. Speaking of that, I went in play yesterday when the Argos took the lead in the third quarter. I went in play oh, Hamilton totally. Tie Cats because I knew they were going to win that game. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Totally. That's that's how you play it. So that's that's what we talk about. Uh, make sure you do it. And again, we'll talk about it uh, throughout the week so you can get in to that game or, you know, into the game. Oh, well, that's that's kind of theirs. But yeah, it is. Uh, we will uh, we will tell you how to get money before it because obviously we'll have our picks. The Victor Newman. Yeah. Uh, passionate, uh, yeah. passionate picks. We'll be back. You know what we haven't done is uh, Paul Stanley. We haven't rock and roll picks of uh, love. Love, yeah, that's rock right. and roll picks of love. Maybe we'll have to bring that back too. Here's here's what isn't love. Uh oh. Talking to Nick Saban after any game, the one biggest problem he has is he got two quarterbacks. What was it Tagliavoloa? Mm. Tua is what they call him, so they avoid the, saying the last name. So it's Tua 
And he's getting a little frustrated on constantly asking who is your starter going to be. Well, when you right now, they have decided they're going to start the season with both guys. So Saban's getting a little tired of the question. What is your feeling when you watch this clip? A reporter who asked to ask the question. Like, it's not like it's a stupid question. Mm-hmm. The game is over. They blow out Louisville. And now she wants to know, what did you see from, from, from each guy? She didn't say that one is better than the other. She didn't, you know, vilify one of the quarterbacks. She's just asking a very fair question, I think. All right, Coach, everyone had questions about who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. I hear you. Okay, so that she continues on, but did you cringe a little bit there? Yep. Like I, like I said, these are very powerful men who literally could be more powerful than the governor of their state. Thus why, you know, thusly the problems you see from time to time with these programs because there is so much power that comes with being the head coach of a major program in the SEC. This one happens to be Alabama. Enormously strong. This is a press conference that follows that. And I just get the feeling that, uh, because this is another excellent team. This is another excellent team. But if you've had time to think about how you conducted yourself on national television that would have been a hugely watched game because it's bama they're gonna they're gonna watch the the tide they're gonna watch them this is probably moments later on on uh, on uh, again sponsored by camping world listen to the tone to the reporters and once again dave you've done this job you know it's like to, to yeah it's to brutal follow these guys here is nick saban once again so we always have 24 hours to enjoy the game, and I certainly want the players to do that. I mean, they can wear their sweats home tonight, and they can be happy for 24 hours, but we got lots of work to do. we got a lot of things that we need to clean up. we got a lot of things we need to improve. Uh, I thought special teams was really good in the game, but also we take a touchdown off the board because we hit somebody in the back, and we hit them in the back. Uh, and it was a bad decision to hit them in the back, and it wasn't even a block we needed to make for the guy to run for a touchdown. So if I sound a little bit pissed, you're right, I am. All right, so, you know, be careful. <laughs> be careful. You can ask the next question. <laughs> which quarterback do you think? Which quarterback do you think was better? Where's Jermaine Franklin? Yeah. Uh, what's, what quarterback do you think was the best one? I uh... <laughs> my my favorite coaching, uh, and I'm just saying this in general. My favorite coaching uh, answers are the ones that, just like Nick Saban did to that uh, to that lady uh, previous on the post game is the one that sits there and says, you guys, meaning you're representing everybody oh, that's oh. ever asked me a question about that. You know you know who else used to do that a lot? Ron Wilson. When I covered Ron Wilson when he was the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, he used to sit there and, and he'd have battles with a number of uh, a number of press people and it's you guys did this and you and it could have been could have been anybody, but it's like you guys have asked that question. No, no, no. I've I've never asked that question. Yeah, you so guys. don't give me the you guys BS. And that was a BS answer. And all he could have handled that a million times better. And somebody that's been in football for the last three hundred years should know better, especially considering that he runs the number one program in the last decade. He has uh, apologized to Maria. That is the uh, reporter. Oh, from, I, did, from I didn't know ESPN. her name. Yeah, yeah. he has uh, previously. 
and he had said that you know upon thinking about it it wasn't the uh, the right approach but the reality is that you know and there is there is such a thing as heat of the moment but they blew out Louisville it wasn't like they played a horrible game and and one of the quarterbacks cost them with poor play and i don't believe for one second that that this means you're going to see a kinder gentler uh, uh Nick Saban it's it's just it's just not going to be that and to me you know the example um you know look are they under pressure of course they are but i just think at some point you know i don't i don't believe that he's not going to uh chop the head off of somebody and uh, to me it's just it's it's the kind of poor form that you know makes i think those that want to be in this industry and be on the other side and ask those questions I I wouldn't want the job. I just wouldn't want the job because I don't think he's going to change. I mean, did Ron Wilson ever change? Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, it, it, go back. I mean, John Tor- like Torts is different because he had really one uh, antagonist, and and Brooksy was that guy. So I went back and forth. But I don't I don't know necessarily if he had a horrible reputation with other people asking questions. Did he? I I I'm not. I thought he was pretty good. The, the only time he'd ever turn it up is when he actually came to Toronto. Because it's funny, because whatever team he brought to Toronto, if it was the Canucks, the Blue Jackets, the Lightning, whoever the hell he was coaching, the Rangers, of course, where he really blew up at times, and you almost seem to see a, a video of uh, John Tortorella every week. Uh, something something about sitting in front of 40 annoying press people got to John Tortorella more than his regular of five or six. So, like, I even remember going to Tampa Bay a number of times because you're in the division and so forth. And Tortorella would walk in and say, ah, oh, we're playing the Leafs tonight. I could tell there's 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 hundreds of you. <laughs> so it's almost like he gets psyched up. To, sure, he understands. You know, he gets yeah, it. He, I, I think he gets it. And, you know, honestly, away from the camera, away from the other 39 people, Really good guy. Well, here's the thing, too. Really good here's, guy. I remember having uh, some... Loves uh, dogs, too. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, conversations with uh, with Hitch, with uh, Hitchcock. Yep. And I remember saying to the players, hey, he's a pretty good guy, eh? He goes, what? Hitch is uh, yeah. pretty... He goes, really? <laughs> Ever played for him? He's. He goes, he, ever played for him? I go, what? yes. He, I mean, and, there's, there's the and, difference, right? And you know what? He has changed, too, dramatically. Like, my first job... This is aging me a little bit. My first job was as um, as a TV uh, op behind the scenes at a station called ITV in Edmonton and I used oh, to sure. and I used to volunteer in the sports department holding the microphone at, at Oilers games for visitor and home locker rooms and Hitchcock was basically in his prime as far as being a head coach of a powerful Stanley Cup contending Dallas Stars team that had guys like Ed Balfour and Jamie Langenbrunner and and you know you name it they were there. Mike Medano, of course, was the captain of and the team. And that's the Brett Hall team, right? That was the yeah, Brett Hall yeah. team. That hitch is substantially different than the hitch that just finished his tour with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and as a young guy in the industry at that time, holding a microphone up to a guy like Ken Hitchcock, if you probably had an ISO shot of me, my hand may have been shaking <laughs> because you did not want to say the wrong thing. In front of Ken Hitchcock. Uh, before we leave you today, uh, do you remember there was the, uh, what do they call him, the Pakistani Hulk? Remember yes, that r- yes. The r- wrestler or whatever. Yes, and, I do remember that. And you remember the moment where he has that tremendous weightlifting feat. Oh, it was amazing. Where there was sort of canned uh, audio. 
There was no sponsorship was of any kind. Breaking news on CNN. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, that's right. Breaking news on CNN. So let's just say mm, it might have been fake. But what's it really look like? I haven't seen weightlifting in years. Remember uh, Alexei, the Russian guy? I mean, that was that. Yeah, you got that, me. That's the only guy we knew, right? The world's yeah. strongest man. Yeah. And they used to have it on <laughs> Wide World of Sports when you yes. didn't see any sports, <laughs> yes, right? You never saw sports. There's no sports no. television, no sports radio. So you only saw these kinds of guys. On wide world of sports. So I came across this this morning. Get a load of what it's like when someone lifts this amount of weight. It's really quite uh, incredible. Uh, I would assume property of, gee, what's their governing body? Uh, USA Weightlifting. What is that, Russell? Do you, can uh, you? I think it says International Weightlifting Federation. Okay. Uh, Russell IWF. would know more about this than I Yes, anyway. he would. So yeah. it is their property, but get a load of this. We are looking at a 257 kilo clean and jerk. And if he is successful, this will be a 468 kilo. No, 477. Thank you, sorry, world record. And an all time total record. Look at the bar. It's crazy. Look at it. Look how many plates. And look at this lift. Look at the way he stands up with four, excuse me, 257 kilos on his shoulder. That is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Bend in the bar. Yeah, Russell said, yeah, he He does that. He's done that before. Uh, Before we go, Blake Wheeler signs a five-year deal worth $41.25 million. It's an $8.25 million cap hit. In the last three seasons, he has outscored John Tavares in each of the last three seasons. We keep talking about sports interaction. By the way, someone sitting across from me won his uh, parlay. Yeah, through sports interaction, Do it. he was a winner. Let's stand the winner to Join us tomorrow. We'll have more. And remember, NFL starts on Thursday. You want to get your money now? We've got your picks for you, Victor Newman, maybe even Paul Stanley's rock and roll picks of love. Yeah, we're going to do that again. One guy said, kind of sounds like Mr. Herbert from uh, Family Guy. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's not good.